Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to Next Level Brand Behavior, your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. I am in the last stop on my Storytelling for Impact series, and last but not least, I have none other than Kevin Carroll. And I don't know, you guys don't understand how excited I am to be speaking with Kevin today. Like before I started the recording, I was just telling him about my journey with meeting him years ago, like in 2008, and he signed my book and how inspiring he has been for me, even on my journey now. I still reflect on the words in that book and just like who he is, and I still follow him. And so when I sent him a message and he said, yes, I will be on the podcast you guys don't understand. I, I was so excited because you guys understand Kevin has been everywhere. So to have him on my little podcast, I'm honored. So thank you, Kevin, for being here with me today. I'm so excited. Lindra, you know what's up. It's all good. Uh, we were laughing about all the different ways to pronounce your name. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so I enjoyed that little kind of a uh, back and forth on that. That was hilarious. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And yours too with Calvin. You're Calvin in the Calvin. South. Calvin. If I'm in the if I'm in the South, it's always Calvin. I don't know why. Or Keith. People will call me Keith, which is actually my son's name. Which I don't know why, but they'll call me Keith or Calvin. I get oh. Kelvin sometimes too, but yeah. So I can only oh, imagine man. what you what you get with yours. Look, I'm telling you, I told you Lenidra. Leandra, Linda. Linda is my favorite because I, I get Linda a lot in emails because, you know, emails, they automatically write out the names. Oh, they don't even yes. try. They don't try. They just say, we're going to call her Linda. <laughs> we're going to stick with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, yes. So, if you don't know Kevin, you you first of all you need to Google him. That's for sure. <laughs> and he is that he's an author. He is the instigator of inspiration, and he is a creative catalyst. And Kevin is so dope that Nike created a title for him, a role for him, just to get him in the door. <laughs> you know, so how many of us get to you know we're invited to work at? huge global corporations and they create a role for you. That's how dope Kevin is. And he's the author for books. I mentioned earlier, um, I actually own one of his books, um, Rules of the Rubber Rare Ball. And if you're looking for something to inspire you to just keep going in spite of what your situation is, in spite of the barriers that, that may be in front of you, or it's really inspirational and it really helps you to kind of see the end and just kind of follow your ball. And I, I don't want to get too deep in it because I want Kevin to talk about what it means to just follow your rubber red ball because he's all about play and creativity and being curious. And so I'm not going to give it all away. But he has published four books, like I said, and they've been published by ESPN, Disney Press, and McGraw-Hill. And even before we started talking um, on the recording, he was just mentioning how, was it ESPN? This is That was their first time like really publishing a book and how your book is still being given out to new employees and 
And it's it's awesome. You're you're setting you're a pioneer, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but no, it's all good. You know what's so funny? We talked about your name, but people do the same thing with the title of that book. They'll twist it around. It's rules of the red rubber ball. Oh my but God, people always will do that. Red rubber ball rules, red ball rule. Oh no, it's all wait. So in the airport, I'm known as red ball guy. Red ball guy. Red ball guy, right? Red ball guy. Yeah, so I get that a lot in the airport. Yeah, where people will recognize me and they'll go, Red Ball Guy, right? Yeah, so yeah, so it's yeah, so so just in case people want to go out there and find it, it's rules of the red rubber ball. Yes. Yeah. And I did it too. So oh man, I'm I'm so it's sorry. I did it too. I did it too. Well, uh thank you, Kevin. Thank you for correcting me. And I own that book, so I got it. I got it. It's all good. No, it's all good. No, I it's it, it's all love. Ain't no ain't no worries at all. We just went through the name thing, so I was laughing to myself like just see, like everything gets twisted up. Yes. It's it's kind of a tongue tie. It's kind of a tongue tie. Red, it's, it's, it, it was done, yes, absolutely, and by design. That was part of the whole plan was to twist folks up a little bit, right? So you got to you got to be twisted up a little bit around your journey, right, and what you're chasing. So sometimes yeah. it's good to to make you pause and like, how do I say that again? What am I chasing again? And so yeah, so I think it's important, yeah. But everybody should be. You know, that whole idea of have something that gets you out of bed in the morning and know why, right? So that's the whole idea of the chase, yeah. right? That's why the ball symbol is the is the kind of the iconic piece on the book. Yeah. I, I know you said that everyone can relate to a ball. Everyone has a, everyone can relate to a ball, right? So, I, I mean, I, I I twisted the name. But it's my ball, right? Yes, that's right. That is yours. And, and you own that and you know what you're chasing and pursuing, yeah. which I think is so important, right? You have to have that clarity of what inspires you, what gets you out of bed in the morning, what you want to chase. I think, you know, and once you have that in mind, right, then with that clarity and that certainty, you know why you're getting up every morning, right? You know what you're pursuing, you know what you're chasing. And that clarity is going to serve you well, right? Because that's going to allow you to know what you're going after and and be clear about that, but also how you articulate it to other people too. I think that's the thing that a lot of folks don't do well is to tell that story of what they are chasing so you can get people to join you and support you and believe in you. And I think that's the other piece you know, that, that I've discovered is that we need supportive plus demanding people around us. And the more that you have that surrounding you, you got a you got a good chance, right, of being successful regardless of your circumstances. Right, right. Now, I, I want to get more into that supportive but demanding people um, in a little bit because I think that's so important. I think I've heard so many people say have supportive people in your co- corner, but I rarely hear people say supportive and demanding people. Um, it almost feels like a, to some, for some people, it may sound like an oxymoron, but you know, you need both types of personalities, right. In order for you to keep going. So. Yeah. But I, but I think it's not, it can't have one without the other. You can't have somebody just gassing you up and telling you amazing. That's supportive. Like that's what yeah. good is that doing you? Right. Cause then you believe in your own hype, but you're not producing or manifesting anything. I think the most important thing is, okay, I'm going to support you, but I'm also going to hold you accountable. I'm going to demand of you your best. I'm going to demand of you that you advance that. I'm going to demand of you that you don't talk about it, be about it. 
that's the thing that happens, right? Most people are afraid to actually speak out what it is they're chasing because guess what happens? I'm going to check. Oh, you told me? I'm going to check. How's that going? Right? And a lot of people are afraid, right? So they keep their hopes, their dreams, aspirations locked up inside because it's safer, right? It's easy then because when it happens and you didn't tell nobody, like, look, look what I did, right? You can high five yourself and celebrate. But if you put it out there on the street, streets always watching. People are always going to check you. Hey, how's that going? Oh, you know what? But if I'm avoiding you, you know I'm not about it. So I think it's so important that you find those people that support you, but also demand of you your best and demand of you that you are advancing and hold you accountable for those ideas. And I think that's the way that we actually become better at turning hopes and dreams and aspirations into reality. Kevin, I I love it because on a personal note, I feel like I'm one of those demanding people. I'm one of those demanding people. And sometimes people run from demanding people. And you know, you you have to, it's a form of love. It's a form of love. When someone holds you accountable and they want to see you be your best, it's love. I think of it as love. You know? Yes, absolutely it is. Yeah, they care about you. Yeah. Because if they didn't care about you, they wouldn't give you the time of day. Right. So they care about you. They want you to succeed. Right. And so you should welcome that versus run away from it. But if you run away from it, then you're telling me who you are. You're telling me what you're about. And guess what? I can do bad all by myself. I don't need you around me. I don't need to invite you and include you in my world. Right. I'm trying to find people who are about something. Right. That's what you want to surround yourself with because that's the key thing. Right. The company you keep reflects who you are. Hmm. You getting some Rev Cav? Yeah, I, love, I love look, I love Rev Cav. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. I mean, these are the type of conversations I love having. Um, keep it coming, Kevin. Kevin, I could you I want you to talk a little bit about your creative love story. And I I I always call it your creative love story. And this is my normal spiel where I just, you know, I think everyone is creative. And I think we sometimes box creativity in. And I love to hear people's journey of their creativity, how it's been shaped over time. And, you know, some people say they found it in their childhood. Some people feel like their story started to shape and shift once they got to college. And so I'd love to hear a little of your creative love story. Just give us a taste, you know, so people can just learn more once they read that wonderful book. Yeah, I think you can trace my creative love story back to my childhood easily. I was always a very curious kid. And so I was just always curious about just my surroundings, things to discover, the wonders that were presented to you every single day when you got to see a new day. As my grandfather said, it's better to be seen than viewed, right? That's how he would start every day, right, with us. So he said, what are you going to do with the day now? And so I realized that, okay, this is a special day. When he reminded you every day how special each day was, so how could I take advantage of the day? So my curiosity switch went on right away every day. And so I'm learning, growing, discovering different things. And I really do think I've always tapped into my curiosity. Then my love of reading, I think, really kind of opened up my my love. And so here, in fact, I have it right here. I'll show you. This is the title, first title that I took out of the public library, Where the Wild Things Are. And Where the Wild Things Are 
was the book that set off my creative love story. Because mm. it's so beautifully designed and illustrated and just the storytelling in it. And I remember reading that book and just marveling at the pictures. And I, I was lit up. Like, I was like, this is amazing. And so I couldn't get enough of reading. Yeah. I loved reading and learning. And my teachers noticed. And so they poured into me even more with more energy and intention. And I grew from that. And so I think you can go back to, you know, my childhood and curiosity, but probably getting my public library card at nine years old and going to Ludington Library, still remember it outside Philadelphia. And they, that was the first title that I took out of the library where the wild things are. So that set me off on my love of learning and creativity and all the things that are attached to that. I love it. I want to stay on the topic um, of curiosity because you talk a lot about curiosity. And I think even thinking about it being so relevant today and what was going on in the world and we're in an economic crisis and we're in a global pandemic and on top of that, a mental health crisis with, you know, so many things that have happened and we don't talk a lot about the mental health crisis that we're in. And, you know, how do we continue to discover that curiosity and that imagination and continue to be inspired? Um, and I don't know if there's a balance from like balancing it with being in survivor mode or shifting our mentality, but how do you remain um, curious and imaginative? Because I think it's so important. You know, we can't we can't give that up. I, I I agree with you. We're still we have to continue to chase that that red ball, right? And so, um, what what would you? What's your advice on that? I think, you know, curiosity should never be diminished or marginalized or in any way devalued, because that's the way you're going to problem solve. That's the way that you're going to come up with solutions. That's all part of creativity. So when you're dealing with a crisis, when you're navigating the uncertain, when you're dealing with upheaval, ambiguity, all of these things that have come in 2020, I think curiosity is actually the thing that you had to lean into even more and tap into even more and really kind of lean on that because it's going to help you come up with solutions. It's going to come up with, help you with problem solving. It's going to help you with identifying a course of action potentially that could help you change your circumstances and not let your circumstances dictate your destiny. So I think what I decided to do was double down on curiosity, double down on positivity, double down on optimism and put at bay, push away scarcity and fear. Mm. Right. And find other people who were thinking similarly, but also model it for my family first, that we're not falling into scarcity. We're going to find a way. We're going to figure this out. And so I think that was a big part of what I decided very early in the pandemic, that I was going to be more optimist than pessimist and find a way to tap into my curiosity. And I kept telling people, hope will not be canceled. All this other stuff's getting canceled, but hope will not be canceled. I'm not going to let it get canceled here, first and foremost, with my family. I'm going to remain hopeful, and we're going to figure some stuff out. And so my family watched me do, as my wife said, you didn't pivot, you pirouette. You did a pirouette. Like, you you were spinning. You was doing all kinds wow. of stuff that was not just a pivot. You weren't just turning and going. And I think that was important to me, right, was trying to find as many ways, as many opportunities 
to problem solve, to use my curiosity, to use my imagination, to lean in and lean on abundance versus scarcity. So I think curiosity is even more important now because it's going to help you with problem solving, right? And finding a way to navigate all the uncertainty and all the challenges you're facing. I love it. I, you you mentioned you pushed you pushed away scarcity, and you also found people it, who shared that same positivity, right? There's there's something about finding people who share that same energy, you know, who can kind of channel that. Can you talk a little bit more how important it is to kind of? I think of it as being it's kind of like synergy, right? Like how do you find people? Not how do you find people? What but what do those people look like? You know that yeah. kind of model that you model your behavior, but they also model similar behavior, and you guys can kind of play off of each each other's energy. Yeah, I think you you find your people, you find your community, right? You find where you belong. I think that's really important. We all need that even more so now. You discovered that during you know these really challenging times that you really saw who your people were, like real fast. Right. Because yeah. they were the ones who were stepping forward. Right. And showing up and supporting you. Right. Your mental, emotional, physical. Right. Well-being like they were there for you and you were there for them. And when you were having a rough day, they were like, it's cool. Tell me about it. And if they're having a rough day, it's cool. Tell me about it. And so you didn't have to fake anything with them. Right. You could be 100 the whole time. You could be real the whole time. And so I think you know those people, you know who they are, but you really saw them step up during this time. But you also saw the people who weren't that way with you because they fell back. And maybe when you were trying to reach out to make sure they were good, they were retreating even more. And I, I'm not waving my finger or telling them like, maybe it was just too much for them. And I made every effort to reach out to them. And maybe they were just, their struggle was so much, I just got to deal with it. And I said, it's okay. It's okay. And I get it. Yeah. But with the people who answered my call and came towards me, we actually, I feel even closer to them. I feel like my community got tighter and we all lifted each other up, right? Through all the challenges and all the uncertainty we were there for each other. And I just really appreciate finding like-minded people, but they were always there, but really seeing them, like seeing them in times of strife and struggle, they showed me who they are at their core. And so I think that, you know, what is that saying? When people tell you who they are, believe them. I think we got a chance to actually witness a lot of that during this pandemic, right? And during 2020 is people who are your people, they were there. Right. And even when they might say, look, I ain't got a lot to offer, but I can offer. Right. And I think that's what I love about community. Right. And belonging is that, you know, folks that don't have a lot and they still willing to give you a little bit of it. That's when you know they're your people. And so I just love the fact that I found people like that years ago, but they really showed their true selves during this really challenging time. I know you wrote the the book about, you know, the kids book about belonging. And, and are you going to do a part two adults book about <laughs> belonging? <laughs> Look, they, just, they just need to read it through their adult lens. That's all they need. They don't have to. I ain't got to write another one. You'd be surprised how many adults have actually told me how they got so much out of that book, too, because they said, I need to work on belonging. Like, yeah. I need to work on that. And so I think 
you know, it, it, it's such a timely topic because this is one of the things that everyone was struggling with during, you know, 2020 and the pandemic was where do I fit? Where do I belong? Because there was a loss of community. There was a loss of, of sense of your tribe, right? Because you couldn't connect the same way. But right. I just think you had to reimagine how you connect with folks. You had to reimagine, you know, those relationships. And once you actually figured out that they could still thrive, it's just different, then it was on. But I think that's a big part of for adults is to recognize it's just as important for you to belong and to know that tribe, your community, you know, the people that you need to be around, but they need to be energy givers, not energy takers. Mm. I think that's so important, right? To find more energy givers than energy takers or energy vampires, if you want to call them that, right? But they're the people that take that energy from you. No, you want people who are sharing energy and you can share and receive from them and it's reciprocal. That's what you're looking for. I think that having sharing that energy with people and it's reciprocal, it also helps to influence our stories and influence, you know, the way we move in this world moving forward. And I want to talk a little bit more about even that concept of play, you know, and um, you talk a lot about play and I, and something that is really inspiring to me because even with, even before pre-pandemic, you know, a lot of us struggle with play and a lot of us struggle with, especially as adults, kind of you thinking of play as a part of something that should be a part of our daily lives or a part of the work that we do, you know, the workplace or, you know, within our business or stress levels are high and people are just trying to get the next big thing. And so why is play so important to our personal stories and and how does it influence our behavior? Play is is one of the main components of well-being. The opposite of play is depression. Ooh. I mean, there's research to support that. Wow. You want to see on the other side of that continuum, play be on one end, depression's on the other side of that. And so when we're not finding joy in our day-to-day life, what happened during the pandemic? A lot of people went to depression, but it was because we were dealing with loss, right? Everyone was grieving. Everyone was grieving, right? right? And so as we went through the grief process, right? And so it's so funny. I have I have it here because I was talking to somebody about it the other day. So those five stages, right? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. There's a sixth stage to the grief process now called finding meaning. Finding meaning, Hmm. finding meaning in the loss. And so one of the things that I started to realize really quickly, you have to have this ability to get beyond the grief, the loss. And one of the ways that will help you is play, right? Finding something that is a simple source of joy. Think about all the things that actually got celebrated during the pandemic. Puzzle making, playing chess, board games binge watching shows, right? Think about cooking, bread making, all these things are forms of play because they were forms of ways to basically work on my well-being. We all have a play history. We're all connected by that. 
We all have play in our life from our childhood. That's how you learned relationships, communications, problem solving, ingenuity, invention, right? All those things are associated and attached to play. And one of the things that I started to understand is you should never marginalize play. You should never push it only to the weekends. It needs to be a side-by-side partner in your success because play helps you problem solve. Play helps you come up with, with new and novel ideas, ingenuity, all these things that are needed right now, but also for entrepreneurs and people in businesses, you need this. You need play. You need play in your life. Find some play in your life, right? So don't marginalize it, but find an avocation. Find a hobby. Find something that gives you joy, right? I always say, you know when it's playful because it tickles your brain. It makes you laugh inside. And I think that's the key thing, right? You know you're in the, in the play space because you're, you're laughing inside and your childlike self is just reveling and enjoying it. So I think... I've always said this and will always believe this, that play is serious business and play is serious in the business of advancing humanity. That was like Kevin, my mic drop moment you, right there. We should have just dropped you, the mic right yeah. there. <laughs> I was about to say, we, well, Kevin, it's been, it's been fabulous having you. Kevin, This that was, you know, that was so important. Um, I, I literally, I started, I started a puzzle. And I remember when I first bought the puzzle because I, I stayed on the screen so often and I have literally, I, I, I have perfect vision. I think I used to, I don't know if it's perfect anymore, but you know, my eyes will get watery and, you know, I felt myself getting, getting exhausted just from staring at the screen all the time. And my grandmother, she's 92 years old. And so all she ever wants is like, to be honest, she wants some fish and some puzzles. That's like, she's like, bring me fish or bring me puzzles. And so we bring her puzzles. Um, cause she said it just keeps her mind going. And I was like, last time I bought her, her puzzles, I bought my own puzzle. And I just like set it up on this little table. Set that table up, set that table up right? And then you, and then you walk by and put a little piece in every day, right? Every day, Kevin. And you know, and I intentionally prolonged it because I wanted it to be an experience. I wanted, and I remember watching, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the series on um, um, Netflix, but it was something I, I, I think is not becoming it's, but I think it's produced by LeBron James and he has all of these different coaches. All of the coaches are on there. Talking oh, playbook. About, playbook. It was, it was playbook. Playbook. Yeah. And I, I saw last, it too. Yep. It was Don Staley. Don Staley was doing a puzzle. That's my girl. <laughs> That's my girl. That's my girl. Oh my goodness. John I've known Staley. Daly forever. That's my girl. Um, that's so dope. I'm Kevin, the closest I've got to Don Staley, I used to play basketball in high school, and we had I had her shoes. They were signed. We met her, and I had her signed shoes when I played basketball in high school. But I saw her doing the puzzle when it opened up. I was like, "Look, me and Don got something in common with the puzzle." Yeah, yeah. But it was it was inspiring because even seeing her with her career and being this amazing coach and having so much to do, and she's like how relaxing puzzles are and how rewarding they are. And so um, I agree because I feel like Kevin personally, I've just, I'm still discovering my play, you know, being this entrepreneur trying to, you know, stay in it. We're we're in such a season, not season, but you have so many people where you have a a group of people are like self-care, 
self-preservation. You mentioned well-being, then you have the grinders. And, you know, and it's like, I think you have to kind of merge the two, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. grinding can be exhausting and not good for your health. You have to find ways to play. You have to find ways to fuel your well-being. And so I'm so glad you said that um, because it it definitely inspired me to keep going and to get me another puzzle. I think you, you have to be thinking about rest and recovery it just it's just not rise grind repeat that's i, I was in i was in human performance in sports medicine that is that is a formula for failure rise grind repeat no there's got to be rest and recovery and replenishment in there right you got to find ways to do that and you got to do that exceptionally well cuz that's going to allow you to keep showing up fully if you are not showing up fully, you're no good to me and you're no good to your dream. No, that's that's good. That's another mic drop moment. I, Kevin, just, you know I, just, I did that I did that performance pause on purpose so that could just sit there. <laughs> so I did that on purpose. <laughs> that that no <laughs> that was a performance pause. That's what, for your listeners out there. That's what I did. I'm gonna let that just sit there for the audience. To let that simmer with you, <laughs> I love it. Let me let me be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet for a second so they can just take it in. That's how you do it. Oh, Kevin, no, I love it. I love it. I think the last thing I want to ask you is when we think about play and everything. You have this term called kidult. Like, is it kid don't? Is it? Yeah, it's the, it's the kid and adult collide. So yeah. kidult, K I D U L T, the kidult. Yes. And, you know, I I was looking and I was reading about it. I was like, how do I find my kiddo? Like, <laughs> you know, how do you're you- doing it right now. You're doing it right now. You are laughter, joy, yeah. right? Reveling in the moment, seeing the wonder right now, staying curious. All those things are the adult. Kids do it naturally and we actually take it out of them, right? Yeah. Education system, Life, all that steals that joy, that curiosity from you. I'm talking about reawakening it in yourself as an adult. So tap back into that kid-like wonder, that that imagination, those possibilities, that anything is possible, right? And and bring that savvy that you have as an adult. So adult, right? So collide those two things together, the kid-like wonder and that adult savvy and all those lessons you've learned. And thrive. And I think when those two things collide, you can show up fully and you can have this ability to identify opportunities, use your imagination, bring a bit of that savvy, right? And expertise that you have and life lessons. And we all should be thriving even more so you can win the day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Do you think it's a, there's a, a formula to that collision, like, or, you know, I, for some of us structured, I know I'm not that I'm creative. I'm not that structured at all, <laughs> but somebody who's listening may be a little bit more structured and they're like, how do I, you know, merge what, what I'm trying to do and trying to do and become that adult? Is there a formula? Is there a certain amount of time that you have to do? Or is it just, is it spontaneity about it? You know, is this, is this, is, is it a spontaneous experience? I think it's you're actively practicing these habits and behavior, and I'll go back to curiosity 
And so I think you have to start off with a curious spirit. You have to recognize what they call a beginner's mindset. You have to have an openness and eagerness to learn something new every single day. I'm going to say it one more again for your audience. (laughs) Beginner's mindset. You have to have an openness and an eagerness to learn something new every day. If you are acting in that fashion every single day, your adult in you will thrive because that's the childlike curiosity, but that adult sensibilities because you're aware of it, you're doing it, you're intentional about it, right? And so I also think that curiosity, pay attention to your intention. Pay attention to your intention. If your intention is to be more curious, more creative, a better problem solver, then pay attention to that. And grade yourself at the end of the day. Did I do something to advance that? What went well today and why? They actually have research. If you do that before you go to bed, write three things down that went well and why. That's the other really important piece to it, the why. Because it's going to let you, it'll reveal to you your behavior and the habits you're creating to create good momentum towards manifesting. So what went well and why? The other wonderful thing about doing that exercise before you go to sleep, that's what's on your mind when you lay your head down. Not worry, not concern, not strife. And so you actually have better sleep. So there's research out there. I ain't just, this ain't rhetoric. This is research-based, right? Right? I can show you the receipts on this. I got the info. (laughs) But if you do this, It will serve you well because think about it. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Before I go to sleep, if I put something good on my mind, of course that's going to help because typically what people go to bed with is worry and concern Mm -hmm. and you don't sleep well and you get up and you feel exhausted. You got to get good rest. It's not necessarily this quantity. Yes, they suggest six to eight hours of sleep. But it's the quality of your sleep. So why not enhance the likelihood of having good sleep by putting something good on your mind before you lay down? So what went well and why? Three things, right? Beginner's mindset and have that curiosity on the daily. So those would be the three habits, if you will, that would help you to get to your adult. See how I did that? See how I did that? You see how I wrapped that all in a nice little bow for you? You did. Kevin, you just... Okay, Rev Kev. I just, you just, That's what's up. Kevin, that was... I I personally needed that. You know, I, I personally needed that. I actually... I had a recent situation where I felt like I failed at something. I was like, I did something and I didn't do it well. And... I was just constantly overthinking it and trying to figure out how to fix it and who to talk to and what to do. And I found myself literally thinking about that in my sleep. And I didn't sleep well because my brain, it didn't turn off. It was just continuing to worry. I was stressing in my sleep and I would have never thought to write. I've heard of like kind of journaling before you go to sleep. But what you're saying in terms of just writing down three things that went well and why that's so, that's awesome. That's great to just kind of leave off on before you catch yes, those and, Yes. And listen, think about it. There's, there's no way you didn't have three things that went well in a day. You had to. Yeah. Yeah. 
You, yeah. And and it's a part of your story. I think sometimes we 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 let our stories, things that negativity or things that we think were failures or things that didn't go well, really let that lead the way and say that's our story. And we don't give room to the things that go well or the positive things. So I I I love it, Kevin. Oh, Kevin, I can talk to you all day and I know I don't have you all day and I want to be conscious of your time. And so you have just I, this was a conversation that I know for me personally had to happen and it was right on time for me. And I'm sure you've inspired, um, so many people today. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, you sharing the mic with me today and giving me all this energy. I just love your energy. Um, it's just, it's like none other. So I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. Um, for for coming on the mic today and just dropping so many gems. I think I heard you speak before you said dropping pearls. So <laughs> dropping pearls, yeah. Dropping pearls. But look, you talk about you talking about no limits, right? You talking about no limits. Yeah. Right. So we need to be thinking that way. And I, you know, I, I really do think it's important for folks to know that the only limitations that you have is your want to, as my grandfather said. You can't do anything with a broke want to. You got to want to be better. Got to want to be unique. Got to want to make your ideas, your dreams real. So get on out there. Check your want to daily. That's all your I'm going to say about that That's right it. there. <laughs> Check your want to. Kevin, how can how can people connect with you and continue to just kind of catch some of these gems or purchase your books or just kind of continue to be inspired by you beyond this conversation? It's easy. Just uh, all my social handles are the same at KC Catalyst, K-C-K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T, at me. That's all you got to do. It's easy to find me. I'm out there. <laughs> no, I love it, Kevin. I again, I can just thank you all day. This has been such an amazing conversation, and um, like I said, I've been following you for years, and so just to have the opportunity to have a conversation with you today, and I'm forever grateful. So thank you for taking the time to chat with me today, and just inspire my audience with so much positivity today, and. You know, I'm walking away more curious and ready to play and really channel my adult, my inner adult, and just kind of live, make that a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? It's not just a one off thing, you know? And so, making being a adult as part of my everyday life um, and, and not thinking that it just has to happen because something happened or, you know, it's just a moment, but it's a lifestyle. And so, I can't, you, you drop so many gems. I just, <laughs> I can't like I, I can just kind of go through everything I wrote, like finding your people and really that important. What I gathered that was so important, even with this series and when we think about storytelling for impact, because you're the last person in this series. And I felt like what you talked about was so focused on well-being. It was so focused on just kind of being your best self and you know, a lot of my other conversations, which are great. Um, I think everyone is offering something great. Um, your piece is really that it's kind of, it is self-preservation, right? It is. And that does influence your story and it helps you to dream bigger and chase your dreams and be your best self wherever you are. And that is a part of that's, that's, 
your journey is your story. And so you have the power to control your story and it should be filled with curiosity and imagination and creativity, you know, no matter what room you enter. And that's a part of keeping you well and your mental well-being. It, it, it serves you in so many ways, not just to get a job or to launch a business. It serves you as a human being. Um, and so I, I love it. I love it, Kevin. Thank you. Thank that's you so much. Up. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. You Keep going. Be well. Godspeed. Peace and play. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. Until next time, be you and shine.